Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Know the Faith, Defend the Faith. My name is William Hemsworth. It's great to be with you all again for today's episode. Happy to talk to my guest today. We're finally able to connect. That's a funny story in itself. But uh, Juan Acosta, he's the founder of the uh, Tabella app. So Juan, how are you doing today? Excellent. Uh, really great to be here and, and to finally be able to meet you. I know we've uh, rescheduled a few <laughs> times, uh, partly on my end, just uh, a lot of uh, circumstances, but really happy to be here and, and to be on your show and and some of the guests that you've had on, uh, actually all of them, but the ones that I've uh, particularly watched that I've looked up to them for quite a while, like Steve Ray. And, and it's just fantastic and an honor to to be able to meet you and, and be here. And, and hopefully some uh, people get to to learn a little bit about us and, and, and what we're doing. And um, yeah, this is great. Yeah, it's great to connect with you as well. I know we followed each other on Twitter for quite a while. So it's always great to talk with those people that, you know, you tweet with and interact with online. So it's, it's fun. Kind of absolutely so much opportunities coming. I've found uh, that on Twitter, particularly, uh, I've been able to run into great people. Even people that that work on our team now, our our very first engineer, actually, I met through Twitter, uh, and and he's the head of engineering, and and that's how we've developed the relationship. Uh, Even this yesterday, I was speaking with uh, John Shaw, who who is a a young YouTuber, and and. Praise the, ro- the rosary on YouTube every day. And uh, so really great connections that have come out of it. Um, really great to see. That's great. So uh, I guess before we get into Tabella, um, you have a very interesting story. Can you share your story with us a little bit? Sure. Uh, I guess just uh, from a personal, just for people that, that are just watching this, I, I was born in Venezuela. So I, uh, I immigrated to the U.S. when I was about nine years old with my family, mom, dad, and sister. Uh, so I would say we're a small family uh, and we came here to the U.S. without any other sort of family. So very similar to a lot of uh, immigrant journeys, I would say, uh, and unique in its very own ways, too. Um, I would say that coming to the U.S., uh, it's one of the greatest things that have happened to, to me and my family. I, uh, I see a lot of opportunity here, and my dad was an entrepreneur, and, and uh, he, he taught me a lot there and really this is a place where you can thrive and you can, uh, cre- you know, have a lot of impact uh, if you really uh, put the work ethic behind it. And, and there's opportunity to take care of family, to take care of, you know, uh, your communities, the country, and, and hopefully we can, uh, we can keep it that way. Uh, I know a lot of things are, are happening, right. but, uh, but anyway, I, um, th- that's, you know, I was born in Venezuela. I came here. We came here because my dad had a dream uh, of, just bringing us to the U.S. one day. Venezuela is, you know, a very in a very bad situation for the past like 20 years and probably a little over that. Uh, and we really didn't have much back then. Uh, you know, we came from a very, very, um, I don't want to say poor, but but things were very, very tight uh, in, in Venezuela, especially with the political situation. And, and my dad, so heroic, uh, just said, we're going to get us to the United States one day. That's where we have to be. And uh, he made that happen. Uh, so he got hired here. Uh, he, you know, after a few years, he started a business of his own. Uh, without knowing a single word of English, he, he built a, a pretty great business. It was a dubbing business uh, where he translated uh, soap operas and movies. And, oh, wow. and that was my very first job, too. Uh, so I I'm in some soap operas uh, in that, that play, I, I don't know where right now because it was so long ago, uh, but my voice is there sometimes and uh, just great experience. And he, without a single word of English, he built you know, a great business, over 60 people that 
you know, all spoke English and he didn't. So I don't know how he did it. Uh, obviously, it's, um, you know, all God's glory and, sure, uh, sure. and his grace. And um, that was really great. It was a, a really amazing experience. And after some time, uh, my dad got uh, sick. Uh, he developed um, what's called myasthenia gravis, which affects uh, the, the neural system and how it impacts the muscles or how it controls the muscles. And in that time, I, I learned quite a bit. I, um, you know, he had to shut down his business. A lot of people, uh, I would say, played him badly or took advantage of that situation. And uh, I learned a lot about people there. And, and I think the thing I learned the most is how he behaved uh, then and afterwards, right? Uh, no vengeance, uh, just accepting and, uh, you know, taking care of us and uh, moving forward and, and, you know, he helped quite a lot of people, even in that time, uh, in his own way. So, um, you know, I had to drop out of school. I was an aerospace engineering student, uh, which I really loved. And thankfully, I, I, God really just works in mysterious ways, right? Um, but uh, thankfully, that that wasn't the path. I, I wasn't. I was passionate about the industry or the you know what I was studying. But looking at myself now, I would not be an engineer, you know, working on one, you know, one thing out of like a big pro like that, that was just not me. I think it was more of the entrepreneurial nature, which I, I learned from my dad quite a bit. And uh, anyway, I dropped out of school, helped my family for quite some time. So at an early age, I, I would say I lived through things that perhaps people live a little bit later on in life, mm -hmm. right? When they have their families and, um, but it was one of the, the best things that happened. And in that time, I would say, you know, me, myself, I, I know this is a, a, a very Catholic channel. I'm Catholic. My family's Catholic. The faith has been an integral part of our life. Uh, as a young college student, or at that time, I had dropped out and started working in tons of jobs. I can go into that as to all the sorts of things I did back then. Uh, but, you know, I, I grew apart from the faith a little bit uh, as, a, as a young person. I think, uh, you know, just dumb me. I, I was somewhat resentful of like, why is this happening to us? And, you know, the normal questions we ask ourselves during times of suffering or, or right. challenges. And uh, as a young person without, you know, my faith background was solid because my parents, you know, that's their core uh, every single day. Uh, but in terms of just knowing exactly why I went to mass or, uh, you know, why I followed some of the things that, that we were doing, I, I, I wasn't really well read on it. And um, I grew apart. Uh, to be honest. And it's something that I look back at with a little bit of ashamed of myself of, of having been in that spot. Right. Uh, but in that time, one thing I really did learn was that um, God was always there. His hand uh, like was working through other Catholics, particularly Catholics. Uh, I, in our communities uh, that helped my parents tremendously, that helped me tremendously. And it was a, a long, if you want to call it a conversion journey, uh, like it took a few years for me to really just understand everything, but it was through a series of miracles, uh, you know, with my dad's health, with financial uh, issues that all of a sudden things that, that have no explanation, they would just vanish and, you know, big, big problems that, or challenges that, that just were not, you know, they didn't have solutions or, or that we could think of solutions just vanished all of a sudden. And it was really amazing to see. And, um, you know, I, there's no doubt in my mind, uh, that, that was, that some of those things were actual miracles, especially when it comes to my immigration journey. 
um, you know, I was very close to leaving the country at one point, uh, like days away and some marvelous things happened. And, um, after that, I really started thinking like, what am I doing? <laughs> like I, 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 you know, God's showing me all this love and he's telling me like, <laughs> like, here it is, here's the proof. And, and that's kind of when I started leaning, uh, into it more on my own rather than just, you know, because I grew up Catholic, et cetera. And, Okay. Yeah, I got a chance to to work in California, as we were discussing earlier. I, I you know, after a bunch of uh, product management and even I worked at a flower shop one time. I was a construction worker at one time. I built products for Latin America. So all over the place, some things with technology, some things with no technology. And, um, you know, over time, I, I had the incredible privilege to work with a gentleman called Tim Draper, who's a a uh, very, very well-known venture capitalist. Uh, and he gave me the opportunity to lead his accelerator for young entrepreneurs. So I was there for four years uh, and I helped train some some young people, uh, hundreds of young people around the world in, in startups and creating businesses uh, and also investing in them. And what an incredible uh, learning opportunity that was. And in there, when I became COO of, of Draper U, I, I started you know, going back to my roots and I was connecting more into the faith more and, and, and just had more background. Uh, and I started thinking, wow, like I look back in my life uh, specifically after that immigration, um, I would call it a miracle, honestly. Uh, after that, I, um, you know, I started thinking, why am I not applying all my talents and what God has, you know, given me and my skills to building something for uh, him and, and for his kingdom? And that's really where, where it all started. And Tabella was a, a very old idea I had many, many years ago, probably okay. when I was 16 and uh, just wasn't ready to, to, to really uh, go out there. And, and after that, uh, we, we, I just said uh, to Tim, I went to Rome for a trip. And that's really where I, I took the, the leap where I said, okay, I'm going to go do this. I think that this is what God is somewhat calling me to. And, and obviously everything's a discernment process, right? As we continue going about life and, uh, you always got to stay, uh, you know, your antenna has to be, uh, you know, well, uh, I guess, receiving the correct uh, or like you should be in tune, right, with with that uh, message so that you don't uh, stray. But uh, it's a continued discernment process as to what am I here in this world for? And uh, right now it's it's been this, Tabella is my mission, uh, and I want to help bring the world closer to God in some way. And, and, and that's kind of how it, a little bit of my background, I know that was a long story, but uh, oh, that's, no, it's that's a little bit about uh, what, what's, uh, what's been there. Well, sometimes we look back at our lives. We're like, how, how I was so dumb. Like I wasted so much time, but God draws it straight with crooked lines sometimes. Yes. So that seems to be the case with you as well. And honestly, I, I like, you know, you always hear God's timing is the best timing. And yeah. uh, you know, back then I, probably wasn't uh, ready to, to be, you know, spiritually strong to approach such a mission or to even realize the impact that we could have or, uh, and just in, in personal things too. So uh, very, and now I look back and every single experience from, from things that I was so mad about. So I was studying aerospace engineering and I leave school and then all my friends were, you know, graduating, et cetera. And here I found myself working, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Like, but it was just not my path. I was working a completely different thing. 
uh, I was delivering flowers at one point. And, um, and now looking back, back then I was like, why is this like, what's going on? But now I look back and the learnings I had in those jobs have just been applied to this in, in ways that, that I think some other people may have not had, or, or those connections have been made now. And I'm like, wow, like God really did this for me back then so that I could learn those lessons and apply them now. And without those lessons, I wouldn't be doing what, what I'm doing now. So it, it's been incredible. Now you were saying a moment ago that Tabella was an idea you had when you were about 16. So I guess maybe tell us a little bit about Tabella and maybe what the name is, if, what the name means. Oh, sure. Uh, so by the way, Tabella is uh, the social app for Catholic communities. Uh, like I mentioned, our mission is to bring the world closer to God. We do that through technology. Um, I, I believe that our Catholic world has been very, very underserved uh, by technology, by products built for our communities, right? There's over 1.3 billion Catholics around the world. And it, it's wild to me that one of the, the main methods of communicating is still the, the bulletin boards, right? <laughs> like that's how Right. You know, our church is communicating with our and how we communicate with each other. Like you have to put an announcement here if you want the community to know about something. Uh, so, you know, we've been completely underserved as, as a community by technology. I think part of that is just because of the secularization of the world. The world, you know, in certain parts is becoming more and more secular. And again, it's that fight between, I, I think, you know, uh, good and evil. And then uh, uh, we know who wins in the end. But uh so Tavella is a, a technology built for the Catholic community. So uh, we have two basic things right now. We uh, help people grow in the faith by aggregating and producing our own uh, prayer content. So right now you can listen to the daily gospel. You can pray the rosary in Spanish, English, Latin, uh, even Tagalog, uh, which is spoken in the Philippines. Uh, so we have a lot of great content, a lot of great podcasts are on there, and, and it's going to continue to get better as we continue listening to our users uh, but really, the one of the things that uh, the meat of Tabella is all about community. Uh, so on Tabella, you can find every parish in the United States, you know, mass times, confessions, basic information. Uh, but really, as churches start being onboarded, uh, it's going to be the main communications method between those communities. So imagine you, Will, going to your parish and uh, being able to speak with your parish community in a you know, safe Catholic environment uh, digitally, right? Whether it's sharing, you know, a prayer request or sharing some scripture you found and also for parishes to be able to communicate with their communities. Uh, so it's, it's at the, the focus of it is community for uh, creating a digital communities uh, that already exist, you know, in our analog world, right? Like you have Bible study groups and ministry groups. And when I looked at it, it was just so fragmented. Uh, you know, people on Facebook Messenger for their little Bible study group and people on WhatsApp for, you know, women's retreat group. And then the parish sometimes used just has the bulletin. So, you know, we want to bring the Catholic world to one safe Catholic platform where they can grow in the faith and stay connected uh, with the communities that, that are so important. And personally, uh, you know, with some of the challenges I, I described, that's really what God, like how God acted and how he got us through a lot of things was through that Catholic community. So I look back at my life and I'm like, wow, it all makes sense why I'm building this on a, on a personal level uh, and, and those lessons there. But that's what Tabella is. Um, and yes, I had the idea, 
long, long time ago. Uh, but I think with ideas, you know, they have to mature. They have to, you have to mature as a person. We might not be ready for some things uh, in the moment. And, you know, uh, God took me through a, an incredible experience. So from studying engineering and, you know, aerospace engineering, I already had this idea a while back. And he said, nope, we're going to take you out of there. We're going to take you through these series of companies. You're going to build product for this. You're going to learn growth hacking from this company. You're going to learn about even uh, bulletin advertisers from this other company. You're going to build uh, church websites here in your own business that I started once. And, um, and then it led me. And then I'm going to give you the experience of training you know, uh, with the best technology people in the world in Silicon Valley and learning from that. And then I'm just going to bundle all of that up uh, and you're going to make something great for us. And um, that's, that's what, you know, it, it was the right timing at that moment. It, it started in 2020, by the way. Uh, that was going to be my next question. Okay. Yeah. Which is incredible. That, that journey in itself is also 2020. Why would you start a thing? <laughs> uh, right. Uh, but, but it, it, it was then. And, and that was, uh, yeah, we've been very, uh, yeah, it's been good. So 2020, how has it grown since then? I mean, it's only, it's been a year, but how's it grown so yeah. far? So uh, in 2020, we that's when I started building the team, right? Uh, I had left my, uh, you know, my previous position uh, and I wanted to focus fully. I knew, I didn't know exactly what the product would be. I didn't know what the team would be. I didn't know how we would have the resources for it. However, I knew that, um, you know, we would get it done. And so I left my, my previous job, I would say toward the end, maybe April. Yeah. April of 2020. That's when I started building a team. I had already started uh, quite a bit, right? Like we had some mock-ups. I, I had some user interviews, like what is the product that we want to build? So, but then that's when I really focused on it. And a lot of 2020 was uh, building our team. Uh, we've got an incredible team right now of, of seven that are actively working on this mission. Uh, you know, finding the resources for it, uh, which is, you know, in 2020, uh, investor pockets, right? Uh, yeah. They were very tight just because of the overall situation. So that was an incredible challenge, but oh my goodness, that, that was a, an incredible journey. Uh, we were able to raise around uh, during that time. And now that the world's opening back up, oh, and building the product, of course. And now that the world's opening back up this year is when we started putting things out, you know, live. Uh, and we haven't really promoted it much because there's a lot of things that we, we want to uh, tweak before we, we just actively start pushing. But people have started finding us. Uh, we have thousands of users uh, that, that use us. And, and it's been incredible. I, uh, like I didn't want to launch per se, uh, but because we needed it out there so that people could give us feedback and we could iterate, uh, you know, it's, it's been Fantastic. And, and we're just acting on that. So we get feedback uh, from great Catholics all around the world and we just start building features around it. And, and uh, we're very focused on that community piece, which will be released in the next few weeks. Well, I look forward to that. I mean, I'm looking at some of the things that you have on here. You mentioned the, the, you mentioned the prayers on there, the gospel of the day, the rosary in Latin, mm -hmm. uh, Tagalog, but look at the podcast. I mean, there's Ask Father, uh, Ask Father Josh, Catholic Answers Live is on there. Uh, yeah. Fire, Catholic Answers Focus, the Catholic Man Show. Um, Father uh, Father Mike's uh, Bible Under Your Podcast. You have a lot of great stuff there. Kind of one-stop shop, really, where if you want to grow in your faith, everything is right there. 
that's uh really and right now it's basic well uh but people are just that's what they told us they wanted so we've just been following that and uh you know over time obviously there's so much great catholic content but what i said it's everything's fragmented right like everything's out there and the thing is that as a catholic you know you're on social media whether it's facebook or twitter and you might find some catholic stuff but we we're also targeted with non-catholic things that sometimes are deceived uh, or, or deceive us as like being Catholic or right. being, so we have to be very careful, right. Into how we aggregate content and over time we'll get better at that. And, and it will be that one-stop shop where Cabela will be the product that every Catholic opens every day to pray, uh, to, you know, read the scripture or listen to the gospel, uh, to listen to some homilies uh, that perhaps uh, some priests around the world have recorded, which already happens in WhatsApp, like especially in Latin America. So many priests like just put their, their like a homily and, and or, or, you know, just like a, a nice message every single morning and hundreds and hundreds of people just listen there. Uh, but, but my main goal also is to bring people back to mass. Uh, you know, that's why we have all the churches on there. We want the churches to adopt it, parishes to adopt it, and be able to send notifications at an instant. Um, you know, I, I mentioned to you before we hopped on the call that I was at a funeral recently. Uh, and, you know, in those times, so tragic, right? You know, you, yeah. you have someone that, that passes, the family's trying to, you know, organize everything, and they want their community to come to, to you know, the mass and uh, it's so hard to notify everybody. And I, I just lived it again. And this is something I've seen for a while, but what if that, uh, you know, priest or church team could have just sent the notification to their entire community, like this just happened, you know, let's come together. And uh, it would have been fantastic. So we know that we're building a, a very powerful tool. Uh, and by the way, it's free for parishes and for all of us, for Catholics. Uh, we, we don't charge any, we don't charge, we don't put your card on it, nothing. It's content that's free. It's, um, you know, parishes that adopt the technology and, and can communicate with their communities. And we have other ways, obviously, of being sustainable, uh, which we can explore here. But um, that was really my, my goal. Uh, and, and the church world is so outdated. Like, if you look at a lot of the church technology, per se, uh, Oh man, it is caught in 90s technology. So we wanted to make a beautiful product for the everyday Catholic, practicing Catholics. Um, and obviously, well, like, you know, I'm very open always to, to learning. And, uh, you know, if, if we're doing things that we could be doing better, I'd love to get those messages personally. Some people message me just on Instagram and Twitter and, and we act on that. We're, we're constantly listening. And uh, I want to make sure we build the best product for Catholics and that our mission comes to life. Uh, and, and I've started to see things that already uh, tell me that it's happening. Uh, some incredible stories and I'm happy to go into like, for example, one of my team members and, and how, uh, how she came on board. Uh, but it, it's, we get messages all the time of, wow, like we needed this uh, and they see the potential. Obviously we're not there yet. So for whoever's listening, you know, it, it's, it's a basic product right now, but we're building it. We're building it with a lot of love. And, uh, you know, I, I think we, we will make something really great uh, for this kingdom. You mentioned parishes a moment ago. And of course, in 2020, um, donations to parishes got hit hard. Uh, I, I don't think there's a priest out there who hasn't said that to me. But um, 
So as far as your product, how, I guess let's, let's go into that. How are you sustainable? How could, how are you supported to keep it going? Because it costs money to do it. Oh yeah. An incredible amount, right? Uh, that's why, well, first we need an investor. So uh, we've got some great uh, venture funds that have supported us. Um, and the people in those venture funds believe in this mission. Uh, that was one thing I, you know, well, it's, even though it's early and like money was tight, uh, I had to say no to, to several uh, offers, right? Of like an investment for the company as to how to start the company. Uh, not because they were bad people, et cetera, but because I'm looking at the future of, okay, uh, you know, I want to make sure that, that we never stray from that, right? Like you see some of the big tech players uh, and, and how they suppress, for example, the, um, you know, the Christian message. And, uh, you know, we, we see that all around. So I, I wanted to build this with people that really believed in us, that that put their trust in our team and that we can make the right decisions along the way. Um, but yeah, so first of all, an investment uh, that, that came in from several investors, Catholic uh, Catholics from even all over the world, from Silicon Valley and Latin America and uh, here in the US, it, it's been awesome, even in the Philippines. Um, but how do we, uh, you know, sustain, how do we build a business. The reason I, I built this and I've been asked this question quite a lot, why as a business, why not as a nonprofit? And um, in my experience, and this is not with everything, but just in my experience with training entrepreneurship, entrepreneurs, I, uh, I believe that, you know, the system we have to create the most amount of impact is through entrepreneurship, through people taking a big leap, putting a lot of you know, risk and, and, and effort on the table and being able to grow something big. Now, once it's big, like the decisions you take really define if, if you know, it was for good or for bad, right? Uh, but I, um, I think entrepreneurship is the tool that's gotten, I mean, all the countries, right, out of poverty, right? Or if you've seen, you know, poverty rates drop over time, it's usually attached to business owners, right? Like people that created businesses and hired other people. So I wanted to make a, a very sustainable engine that could live through time, whether I'm here personally or not, I wanted it to be a thing that continued, right? Uh, and to do that, you have to build it as a company, as you know, that there's a business model behind it. If you would have gone, let's say the nonprofit route or through donations, what tends to happen a lot uh, is you, you find a donation, you build something, and then donations just fall off, right? Like you constantly just have to do that. Instead, if you build a, a sustainable business with good values uh, behind it, uh, it could sustain itself, right? And it could grow even more and it could get that mission or the impact we wanna have into the hands of even more people. Um, so how do we sustain ourselves? Uh, very different ways. We've got, as you probably know, your uh, parish bulletin, uh, this is actually sponsored per se by some people in the community, right? Like advertisers right. in the community, your local plumber, your local restaurant owner. And they want to be here because they want to give this, this is technology, right? Paper uh, to the people so that the parishes can communicate, communities can communicate. We adopt a very similar model uh, right now. Uh, and, and it won't be for some time of just, people within the community that want to say, hey, I am a Catholic business owner. Uh, I am here. I sponsor this technology thanks to, you know, me advertising on here and to these communities. Uh, you know, we're able to have all of this for free for Catholics, for parishes, uh, 
Um, so I think it's a, a really great model that's existed for a very long time. That's one of them, right? And over time, uh, we'll listen, we'll, we'll adapt. We, you know, there's several business models that could be explored, but that's one that's worked very well, that is um, valuable to the Catholics in the community, right? Uh, uh, when I, I started researching like as to what business model to follow, one of the things that always kept, you know, kept coming up in these interviews is, hey, I'd rather do business with, you know, Bob, who I see on Sunday, right? Like the plumber, Bob, who's on Sunday with me at mass and I know him and I know his family. Mm -hmm. Like I'd rather do, you know, when something breaks in my house, I'd rather hire him than, than go out and, and, you know, just find someone else. Like why not help our community? So uh, that's part of the impetus there. So we believe that's very valuable for small businesses. Uh, and I grew up in very small businesses too. And I know, uh, the, the struggles there as to how to find or how to market yourself, et cetera. And what better way to do it within the community that you care most about. Great. So again, the app is Tabella. Now for, for a few moments, let's talk about your podcast that you started recently, the life of a priest, which is also available on Tabella. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the podcast and how you got that idea to start that. Sure. Uh, right now we only have a few episodes, but we've got so many recorded now because uh, we got great uh, feedback from that and just uh, priests that wanted to be on it. And uh, my main goal with that was um, a lot of us, you know, we, we look when we go to our parishes, um, especially younger Catholics or people that are maybe not as, you know, uh, connected to the parish right and and servicing but that right now they're they just keep coming to mass maybe they're a little bit disconnected which is part of what you know the problem that we're solving we want to connect we want to yeah. if someone comes to mass we want to just bring them in into the faithfully and uh, so anyway uh we look at priests sometimes that's uh or at least this is what i used to look at when i was young and, and didn't know much it's oh you know these people that perhaps are there and, and they're there for us and but like they have lives, you know, they have incredible heroic journeys, you know, to answer God's uh, call uh, for the priesthood. That is not a very easy thing, right? right? Uh, to, to even be able to hear, you know, what God wants you to do with his life. That, that's not easy sometimes. And all of them, right, uh, have have taken incredible leaps of, of faith and um, answered God's call. So I wanted to explore those lives. So it's not about, hey, like, what do you do in your current uh, life as a priest? It's it's really the life of a priest, like how they got to the priesthood, uh, you know, their oh, okay. families, like the, the mom and dad that that raised them, right? It's so important. Like, for me, that's been a huge part of my life. My mom, my dad, and my sister, that's really why I've been able to do the things that, that, I've, that I'm doing. Um, so I wanted to explore that and learn from the life of priests and those, and even in those, those few episodes that we have there, some incredible wisdom of just life circumstances that they had to get through. And such as the death of a parent, uh, you know, in the midst of discerning God's uh, call to the priesthood. And it's like, do I go take care of my family? Do I continue in the seminary? And so incredible challenges that I think we can all relate to. Uh, you, you know, lay people or even other pre like we can relate to and learn from. Uh, so I wanted to highlight that. So it's been amazing to be able to interview priests from all around. Uh, and, and we've got so many, now that you mentioned that I, I really have to get to editing because it's more of a, you know, I do that on the weekends. Like it's not really part of 
Fabella or what I do on a day to day, but it's almost like a, a hobby that I want to continue. Sure. And I think it's very important. So it's been good. Great. Well, Juan, thanks for coming on and talking about Tabella and your podcast briefly. Where can our listeners get a hold of you, learn more about Tabella and spread the news? Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we're, we're very out there. So our, our website's just jointabella.com. Um, you can find us on the app store. You can find us on the Google play store uh, and soon on the web. So uh, we won't even need an actual app for people that, that perhaps don't, don't have uh, smartphones. Um, but yeah, you can find us by just typing in Tabella or Tabella Catholic app on your app stores, uh, download it, please, please leave us a good review. Uh, you know, we're, we're building, uh, what we think is going to be the best Catholic product and we're building it with a lot of love and, and we welcome that feedback. If you want to message me personally, I'm, I'm very out there, like on my Twitter, all my social handles, uh, go under my initials. So the T H E, which is just the, the word the, and then J cab, J C A D. So the J cab, that's all my social media profiles. In fact, that's how we, uh, one of my team members our, our head of community. Uh, she kept on giving me feedback, uh, you know, just personally. And, and I just said, wow, like this person really cares, uh, very experienced. And we just said, Hey, why don't you come on board and, and work with us? Uh, but anyway, that's how you could reach us. That's how you could download the app. Um, and, and please, I, I welcome, like, I, I really want to build the best product for you. And, um, you know, we, we, we want to achieve the mission of, of helping at least some people look toward God more. Uh, and whether that's technology, maybe we can even get younger people that, hey, perhaps they're not going to mass or they're not super connected to our faith, but that this could be almost like an entry point to right. just bring them to the parishes, to bring them to a study group, to bring them to a men's group. So um, yeah, it's a fully Catholic platform and, and we want to make sure that uh, we serve the community. So I welcome all of that uh, personally or to my email, et cetera. Great. Th well, again, thank you so much for coming on. It was fun connecting with you and talking with you and everyone check out the app. I think you really enjoy it. That's great stuff on there. So Juan, thank you again. Thank you so much, Will. And thanks to uh, everybody out there. Um, and yeah, just have a blessed day and, and continue praying. We need a lot of prayer in the Amen. world right now. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, keep strong in that. It, it's, it's beautiful what we have. And, and sometimes the outside world, uh, doesn't see like what we see as Catholics and, and, oh man, it is so beautiful. So many people are missing out on an incredible beauty, uh, that we have in our faith. Um, so continue strong there. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Definitely. All right, God bless one. All right, well, bye-bye.